Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and with me now are Kylie Crouch, Environmental Affairs Manager at Unity Water and her colleague Simon Taylor, Manager of Smart Infrastructure there. They're here to talk to me about a fantastic program that happened at Mullaney in Queensland. Welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon. One of the areas that Unity Water services in South East Queensland is Mullaney and it's a famously beautiful bit of country. Arguably even more so now, thanks to this holistic way that you approach the problem of an ageing and outdated sewerage treatment plant. What happened? Well, we were aware that the community is really quite um, keen on environmental protection and environmental values and, and looking after their community. So at the outset, we made sure we collaborated with the local community and, and took those priorities into account in coming up with our upgraded solution. So um, what we've done is we've upgraded the treatment plant, but as also as part of that, we've developed an irrigated forest and treatment wetland. So it takes the water from the treatment plant and it's irrigated onto that forest and, and sinks into the ground and goes into that wetland. And that basically acts like a, a set of kidneys almost, polishing the water, taking out the nutrients and cleaning up that water f- further. And it also creates a great environment. The, the wetland is located in the Mullaney Community Precinct, which is right near the town centre. And we've got a site there that's helping to increase the biodiversity and and providing recreational opportunities for the local community there at Mullaney as well as tourists and the like. It's very impressive. I mean, let's let's go back to how you decided on that um, solution. Simon, you obviously looked at the problem, looked at the fact that the sewage treatment plant wasn't quite coping with the way that the area was growing. And instead of just saying, okay, we're going to fix this, what really made you take that holistic view? I think it's partly because you've got that community interest in Mullaney and because we needed to do something in that area, I mean a sewage treatment plant can be out of sight and out of mind, but having that conversation with the community it was really about how can we do this that best fits in with the values that people hold in that area. And so there was a lot of consultation, a lot of very positive consultation. In fact I think it's the only time I've been to a consultation session to talk about sewage treatment that at the end we ended up with a standing ovation and a round of applause for what we wanted to do. So it's a very unusual situation. That's extraordinary. It was, it was, a, it was a shock on the day. But I think by going out and talking with people, listening, not just talking but listening, we were able to take the plans and so that we could show what we wanted to do and then some. So instead of just using the technology to achieve the outcome, it was about, well, how can we take that extra step, use the wetland, make an amenity of something at the end of the day it was just a cow field it didn't have any great value for it but by doing this work the community went with us in terms of the vision of what we were wanting to do and now there's this amenity there which as Kylie said you know you can walk around it's got tracks you go up there you meet people who are walking their dogs who probably don't even realize that it's not natural uh, even after this relatively short period of time so yes a success by talking but most importantly listening. And was the idea of the, the, the green engineering solution using the land to help you do the work, was that always part of the plan or did that sort of come as a light bulb moment? 
I'm not sure about a light bulb moment. When we looked at all the various options, you've got the hard engineering going through to that spectrum of the green engineering. It really made sense. It wasn't something that just sort of dropped out and we'll do this because it's a good thing to do. It actually made financial sense as well. Uh, so you've got that convergence of the engineering, the softer and the greener engineering, which gave us a better solution um, financially as well as in terms of the environment. And what was the secret, do you think, to getting such a great community buy-in, Kylie? I think it was that collaborative approach that Simon's touched on, the, the listening, listening to what was important to the community, and not only the community, our other stakeholders as well, Department of Environment, Sunshine Coast Council, and working with all those different players to come up with this great solution that we've, we've ended up with. Was the consultation quite a long period? How long was it between you deciding on that and actually implementing? Oh, it would have gone for, what, 10, 12 months? Something like that. Thought so, yeah. Yeah, at least. yeah, it wasn't something that was just done overnight. <clears throat> You've got to take people on that journey. I mean, sewage treatment can be a bit of an emotive topic and people don't always want to have something in their backyard. But when it's explained about why it's there, what it's doing, the fact that it's treating the water and cleaning it up so it can go back into the environment in a really good state, that it's not damaging the environment, it's actually you know, supplementing and being good for it, then people kind of get it and then it's a much easier conversation. But it's listening to those questions and answering them honestly. And among all the other beneficiaries has been the local golf club. That's right. So they also are able to take some of the water so they can do the irrigation. So your greens are definitely green. Um, so it's uh, water that's in demand. And what differences have you seen in the local natural waterways? Yes, yeah, certainly we are seeing an improvement in the water quality. We do conduct monitoring in the local creek, which is Obi Creek. And that's a really um, important creek because it feeds into a recreational area of Gardner's Falls and then finally into a water supply dam as well. So it's really important that we are using this approach and improving the water quality in that creek. We have seen, if I want to throw out some numbers towards you, a reduction in nitrogen by 96% and phosphorus by 97% going into Obi Creek compared to our previous uh, treatment plant setup. Big numbers? Pretty amazing achievement, definitely, definitely. And the other thing as part of that is we've made sure that that monitoring hasn't just been done by ourselves, but we've involved the Sunshine Coast University, which means there's a level of independence and they've come in and done regular surveys now for four years. We're up to our fourth year. We're up to yes. our fourth year. So they come in and do the monitoring to see what wildlife has come back in, what plants have come back in so that when it's changed, as, as the plants are growing up, so the management needs to change, you know, from managing little plants which might, you know, suffer from perhaps you know, rabbits or whatever, through to being bigger plants and then they need to be managed correctly in that way. So the university's done that work for us, uh, so they're independent, that information is then shared with the community and for other wildlife groups that also operate in that area. So we're trying to contribute to a body of knowledge about how that area changes, uh, but not, don't just take our word for it, there's an independent body that you can go to with a body of knowledge there. And the, um, the rehabilitation of the old dairy farm that you were talking about that's been turned into this gorgeous area where you can walk through, what is it, 80,000 trees? 80,000 trees you've planted? You've organised right. to have planted? <laughs> that's right. There's that's been uh, a labour of love putting the trees in. The good thing again, it's become a bit of a community exercise. Um, in the early days we had a lot of school children up there uh, working with community groups. Uh, who were doing, you know, bringing on native plants and native trees and being able to plant those to make the corridors along the wetlands, to make areas of interest. 
And even now when you walk through, there's been local sculpture put into that area. So you've got a walkway that goes along the river or along the side of the river. And there's lots of different things, not just the natural trees, but the, um, the sculptures, plaques, areas to stop and take in the views. There are people up there doing the morning jog. There are people up there taking kids for a walk in a pushchair, cyclists. It's really become quite a, an asset as opposed to just a bare piece of cow pasture. And at the same time, it solved the problem of the uh, sewage treatment. Absolutely, and, and people don't realise it's going on. They just walk all the way around it. So you wouldn't realise that they're actually part of the sewage treatment process going on around them. What a fantastic result. Do you see this as being something that um, Unity Water will be applying elsewhere? Is it? Can it act as a case study in effect? Well, funny you should mention that. We've now moved on to another wetland, which is not very far away, down at Yandina, uh, which is on the Maruchi River which is scaled up again, but the same sort of principles using the wetland to do the treatment. Uh, so we've invested in a much, much bigger area there to do that work. Now it's just starting, but it's exactly that. It's the principles and the case study that what we've learned from Mullaney is now being applied to this spot at, at Yandina. And are you getting the same kind of community response? Yes, we have. Um, probably slightly different because it's a bigger area and it's down on the, the river flats. So it's got potential to do more um, and more access for different sorts of people. So for example, when you wet up an area like that, you very often attract lots of birds in. So there's another part of the community that's interested in that, the, the bird observations. Um, ornithologists, or twitchers as they get called in the UK, they're very interested to see what that might do as you take old sugarcane field and turn it into a wetland. So it'll have the same sort of beneficial process for us. We don't have to invest in concrete and steel to do sewage treatment but there'll be that benefit for the community over many years to come. And, and we'll steadily and slowly plan that out. It won't be a big bang. We've learned, I think, from Mullaney that slow and steady is best. It sounds like an absolutely gorgeous area. Do you find yourself going there at all to enjoy it? Yes, I have to confess I was up there just a few weeks ago, um, driving past to do something completely different. But it was, I wonder what's going on now. So you take the opportunity to pop in there, and that's when you sort of see the surprise you've got people running, taking exercise, walking the dogs, and you kind of think, yeah, there's a real bonus out of this, and just round the corner is the sewage treatment plant. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations on the fine work. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. That was uh, Kylie Crouch, Environmental Affairs Manager at Unity Water, and her colleague Simon Taylor, Manager of Smart Infrastructure. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>